The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Alley Colbert Show. Welcome back to the Allie Colbert Show. I am joined here by the one, the only Julian Pell. Hi, guys. What an it's honor. A real pleasure. What an honor to have you here. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since you've been on the show. I thought I got fired. No. How does it feel to be back? Feels amazing to be in the space, to be with you. Back I in the studio. Never get to talk to you. I never get to see you. Yeah. Oh, this is a great opportunity. We're excited to have you. Actually, this new segment that I'm going to be doing first on the podcast, we're going to go live on Instagram because I think a lot of people could use this information. So I'm going to check my connection right now <laughs> to Instagram live. It, it, We're live. I actually, I'm just going to not put the filter on because I feel the filters. You can't see me anyway. So. The filters are kind of, they're just so fake. I mean, we could try. Oh, that's fine. That's kind of nice. Definitely would prefer a filter. Okay. So we're on Instagram live. Do you realize I'm blacked out? Yeah, well, I'm the star of the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people are tuning in for you. So, look, this is what we're going to be doing. Um, there's a new segment on the pod called Lesbian Sex Education. I know a lot of lesbians are really curious about how straight people have sex. How is it sex if there's a penis involved? Well, I'm going to break it down for you today. And I think the first thing that I wanted to teach you guys how to do is how to put on a condom. So... <laughs> This is not a toy I've ever used before. We've never used this toy. This is this is a dildo, and this is the 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 penal portion penal? that is inserted into the woman's vagina. This is a double sided. No, it's not double sided. This yes, is, it is. Oh, <laughs> you know what it is? Double sided. This is a double sided. Do you think that's what a normal penis is like, <laughs> Allie? It's been a while. You're like this is the rest of the penis. It just kind of curls up and over. <laughs> What I thought is I thought that this was the part of the penis that I'll tell you what oh I thought it was. So I, I'll tell you what I thought it was. I'm not fucking embarrassed. You're not going to sex shame me on my own show. <laughs> I thought that this was the piece of the device meant to sort of tickle the clit. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, as many people know, there are a lot of vibrators, dildos, toys yeah. where there's kind of this tail. And by the way, I've utilized a device like this. Someone commented. Someone just said, oh, someone <laughs> done one of these before. And I always, my instinct is always cut the tail off. But much like standard poodles that you buy from a breeder, people look down on you cutting the tail. So Julian, if you wouldn't mind holding this for me, I'm going to explain to you how to put on a condom. Okay, so I'm very familiar with putting on a condom. I put condoms on all the time. And I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever... I don't think I've ever had a, had to put a condom on a guy. Me neither. Well, what's your excuse? I was gay. <laughs> I'm gay. Why have you not done that, whore? I'm like, do you do it. 
Oh, so you make them do it. Yeah. So, so you. <laughs> right. That's not my role. Anyway, the first thing you're wanna you're gonna wanna do is you're no, gonna you wanna don't. get oh, Sam. Wait, the first thing you're wanna you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna wanna get your man's pole nice and hard. Cause the condom won't stay on if he is flaccid. A condom on a flaccid penis is gonna be like those oversized sweaters. Not the best fit. That's safe to say, Julian? Yeah. How long is this going to go on? Until gonna... I put the condom on. Okay. What is... You, I have to say, the reason you maybe aren't asked back is because... <laughs> you don't like that I tell. There's no guest that, uh, that acts like you. Like, this is my... Okay. Okay. This is my ship. Like, you're lucky to be a passenger. Okay. Thank you. So, we're going to open the condom. This is the only condom I have. It's a Serena Kerrigan condom. And it was because it was sent to me in the mail. So, you're going to take the condom out. Wow. <laughs> And nostalgic. Do you feel nostalgic? Kind of. But you don't ever do this, you said. Yeah, but I've seen it. Sure, she's seen it. And right now, if it goes that way, that's the tip for the condom. And just like a little beanie, you're going to slide this down. Nope. You want some room at the top. Amateur. (laughs) Amateur. You're going to slide this down. Can you stick it up, please? This is not right. You're going to burst it. This is correct. The whole thing you do is this. And then you're going to go like that. Down and I like to cover the balls with the condom too, because I think the balls. You never know. Like the balls should be contained also, like a swimsuit. You want the net to catch them. Oh, hey Pablo, please stop shouting people out. This is for the <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna ask you kindly to stop. So we do have the condom on now. Like I said, I like to see the condom over the testicles. I don't like the testicles to be free floating because then they can hit you. Mm-hmm. So keep them contained. So now. Now you're good to go. The car is ready to leave the garage, so to speak. And the car has a tarp on it. So now you can do anything you want in terms of fucking. And then when the banana has been juiced, let's show how to remove it. You're going to go simply like this. Take it down. Now, this is the part that you have to be incredibly, incredibly careful so that you stay clean and safe. Safe. Up, oh, and that right there is a huge problem because the way that it <laughs> the way that it flipped back, the cum could have shot right back into her. She could have gotten pregnant. And so folks, if anything, this is what not to do. Because you have to keep it loose and then what I like to do is I like to just tie a little I like to do a little cat's cradle with the tip of the condom. Is it going to be a boy? Is it going to be a girl? Oh, I'm going to have a boy. Not it. You have a little bag. And then... Throw it on the ground. Throw it on the ground. Leave it on the floor. So that is lesbian sex education. I'm glad that I got to go live. I wanted to share this information with everyone. And we are going to now take the rest of the episode just from the couch. We're recording. You can't continue to watch it live, but you can subscribe to The Ali Colbert Show on Apple Podcasts and more. All right, you guys. Okay, <laughs> and now, and I'm going to want to save that video. Not going to post it just yet, but I'm going to save it. Anyway, now we're going to just go back to recording. So I thought that would be a fun way to start off the show. You can put that dildo down now. Thank you. I forgot that that was double-sided. <sighs> that was stressful. That was really stressful. I really feel for straight people. That's intense to have to kind of bag bag your property in the middle of sex. Yeah. But I think the guy does that. The guy does that. You know, I you're know. very gendered for a lesbian. The guy, you the know, guy takes off the condom. You can, you can help out. I'm pretty sure if you were really in an, 
in a serious, intimate relationship with a man, you could support him in that. Doesn't have to be his full responsibility. Maybe you could share some of the responsibility. Okay. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. So, welcome back to the show. We have a few things to go over. Julian, I have parsed my thoughts on Adam Levine on the show. I'm curious what you thought, what you thought about Adam Levine and Bahati, Prince Lou. I think like, well, okay. I mean, this brings up a much bigger conversation about open relationships and about, I mean, some people tell me that every man cheats. Okay. And if you don't know that your man cheats, he's just lying to you. Do you believe that? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. What do you think? I think that there are some men that are imprisoned and they feel imprisoned. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that there are many men that are in a monogamous marriage and satisfied. So what do you say? Do you think so? Well, I've kind of gone into this, but I'm curious what, let me just get your thoughts. And then I think that. So, but what are you saying? Doesn't justify it. She may not, she may have known and she just has to pretend she's. Surprise. A part of me thought that too. Like she may have been like, oh God, you idiot. Like you just, you like fucked with you, the wrong girl. You think she knows? I mean, like probably. Right? Yeah, I probably. thought that too. Yeah, I don't know knows. why. I just like, I don't, I'm not sure. I, like I'm saying, I, I like my kind of whole worldview has been shifted lately where now I'm like. What happened to you? Oh, just people we hang out with. Some of them are incredibly open and just in the conversation of opening relationships and like just doing it within your own. I'm sorry. Our dog is <laughs> vomiting on the floor <laughs> within your own parameters and boundaries and like what works for you. And like you open it and then you close it. And right. like, and that does feel more expansive. It's a more evolved person who can do that properly. The other way just seems like a lot of pressure to put on each other. What monogamy? Yeah. But it also seems kind of lovely. Yeah, it seems both. Seems both. So I don't know what their rules are, but my my first instinct was, I feel like she probably knows that he's huh. like kind of like flirty and like fucks around a little bit and like maybe they had an agreement, but now she has to pretend that she's pissed and we don't even know. We even heard from her. She seems fine with it. Yeah. So I don't know. She's not talking. I don't think she's talking. They're just like, everyone's like putting this on her yeah, that she's, she's like she's ashamed like, and mortified. No, she's like, stop like, talking about it, I think. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. Because she must have known to some degree. Maybe. I would hope so. I think so. But otherwise, if they had an agreement that they do not sleep with other people, then I think it's fucked up and terrible. I think it's awful. Sure. I, I am reading, which I mentioned last week on the podcast. I'm reading, uh, what? Oh I'm sorry, our dog God. is like, chill out, Luca. I've been reading State of Affairs, Esther Perel, and the way she looks at infidelity is, it's the only like non-judgmental lens through which I've ever experienced any person like examining infidelity. And I think there's just, there's just such a bigger, broader, and arguably better conversation Mm -hmm. that evolves around affairs when you're not just saying he sucks. She's like, great. Right, wrong. This idea There's that gray area. this idea that the person that cheated or cheats is immature, unevolved, can't tolerate discomfort when the person who stayed married is the stayed faithful is the mature one is the. Well, I mean, I kind of disagree that I, I think there needs to be communication doing anything in a way that is not honest or forthright. Is no, I agree. Deceptive. She's not. She's not 
condoning it, but she's looking at it with a more nuanced, in a more nuanced way. Yeah. Which I, I found to be fascinating. I find yeah. this book much more interesting than Mating in Captivity. Anyway, other pop culture news. Julian is officially a, I'm officially dubbing her a film and TV quitter. <laughs> she can't watch. She has such, if she watches something and it doesn't capture her interest within five minutes, she abandons it. And I've said this on the show before that we'll watch a series and Julian will even do this like a, a, a season or two into the show, which is fucking sacrilegious. But now she's been doing it like 10 minutes into a movie and it is absolute torture watching anything with her because I'm trying to get into it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck, if she's not into this in like seven minutes, she's going to quit. And then I'm like left alone to watch the movie. And Julian did this most recently with Meet Cute, the new Pete Davidson movie. I think anyone who makes it all the way through that is officially like has the worst taste. And if you make it spend their time, if you make it. What? It's such a waste of If you make it through time. a movie, you don't have poor taste. You're you're just not a mess. I disagree. I think like what? if you start a book and you don't like it, that is a stop ter- the book. If you start oh a movie my God. and you Dude, don't like it, I remember why I don't stop like you on the podcast. The movie. <laughs> Are you serious? That is a disgusting take. Stop reading. Stop watching TV. hundred percent. Things halfway through. You don't quitter. waste your time. It's not we a waste have, of time. We have a finite amount of time in our lives. Oh, don't, if you're not don't in, pretend it's about your, if it's you're about not enjoying how you're spending the time. Stop. No, that is not. It's not because you are so precious and intentional about your time. It's because you have an no, attention disorder. That's that is that <laughs> is true. And the other is also true. No, listen, I do care about me. how I spend my time. <laughs> Yes. I would like to say this. God, can these fucking quarter we and Alfred Hitchcock the crows? Can you can you please shut this? I can't get up. I need you to get up and do this, please. Wait, did you tell everyone about the mouse? No, I didn't tell anyone about the mouse. Can you please <laughs> shut the door and then Yeah, I got it. So the dog is literally convulsing on the floor, like chewing, he's like having like a bulimic episode, like chewing up a bone and puking it up. The I swear to God, they're filming the birds outside. Okay. So anyway, I don't believe in this start a movie, stop it thing. And I used to do that when I was immature. And I I just think you're committing to watch a film. Give it a try. Some things start off slow and then burn hot, like arranged marriages. And (laughs) I can tell. I can tell when that's going to happen and I'll stick it out. And listen, I understand that you come from a Jewish home and culturally you guys interrupt each other, but I'm going to need you to let me finish the sentence. Oh my god! <laughs> I will not be returning. <laughs> I make it really anti-Semitic. I'm like, listen, I know you're a Jew, but I'm gonna need you to let me finish the sentence. Anyway, I did finish Meet Cute. All that to say, it was awful. Mm. So I do. I'm a little bit biting my tongue, but it was so bad. I mean, just the just Kaylee was so bad. <laughs> just do you just want me to sit here and be silent? No, but do you want to hear from someone who watched the movie? <laughs> You're going to keep saying it was bad. You saw eight minutes. I saw an hour and 28 minutes. Go on, share. Kaylee Cuoco is so suicidal for no reason. And they just keep, she keeps like harping on the fact that she just like hates life. And they're just, they don't explore that. They're just like, okay. And it's just like really annoying. It's so like, stop it. We get it. We're all like depressed. Thanks for that. I'm not making light of suicide. Throw up the suicide hotline number. It's just, I thought I was going into how to lose a guy in 10 days and I left with fucking girl interrupted. Okay. So I, it was really, it was a whiplash. Well, okay. So she kills herself. Oh my God. No, she doesn't kill herself. Oh, okay. So that part that they keep replaying. Is that what you're talking about? Why are you talking about suicide? 
Because she's suicidal the whole film. Because I watched yeah. the movie. Okay. You're like, aha, uh-huh. that doesn't track from the six minutes I saw. <laughs> what part true. of the six minutes are you referencing? half of the movie. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You watched 15 minutes. All right, the movie Next sucked. question. Who do you think Pete Davidson's going to date next? Mm. And by the way, I hope, I hope you know that Emily Ratajkowski is dating Brad Pitt. No. Yeah, I wanted to break it to you live on the pod. Since when? They've been casually dating. I've been sitting on this information waiting to tell you on tape. <gasps> What, who are Wait, you? Wait, for real? It's confirmed? Yeah, they're casually, it has been confirmed a rumor. Confirmed rumor? But I can tell by the sources that this is real. Holy shit. So what do you think about that? Good for them. Who I are mean, you jealous, more jealous of? Her or him? Her. So you would you ever want to date Emily Ratajkowski? No. You have no interest in even touching Emily Ratajkowski? <laughs> I don't want to date her. Would you? What, do you, what does I that actually, mean? I really don't know her. I know what she looks but like. You know Brad Pitt. I know you follow her, and you're like very into her. Of course, I know Brad Pitt. But why? But how do you know Brad Pitt in a way that you don't know her? Because I've invested time to know him. Really, you've spent a lot of time <laughs> getting to know him. I am attracted to Brad Pitt. What would be the first thing you do to Brad Pitt if you hook up with Brad Pitt? The first thing I do to him, like, what do you? What is it that you're like? Oh, if I were alone with him in a room, I would have sex with him. <laughs> fifth grade you want like details no just like what's the first thing i want to give him a hand job i want to suck his dick i'd want to touch his back i'd want to smell his hair like what is it i would uh, i just want him to fuck me you just want him to fuck you and emily Sorry, ratatowski Mom. you'd want to do she's not listening she's banned from the podcast for months and what about emily ratatowski again i don't really know her i definitely would make out with her you would make out with her yeah fascinating yeah i know that she's hot Huh? Are you confused, Bubba? Oh. You don't know if you want to do anything with her. It's okay. You don't have no, to. No, I for would the make podcast. out with her. I said. Oh. I said I would make out with her. You got pressure too. No, I'm not. I don't think I'm pressured. So you would do that on your own if she wasn't famous. You'd be interested in making out with her. Like if the situation was right and I was feeling okay. attracted to her. Julian but sounds it sounds like a straight girl. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm not going to seek her out and be like, okay, I really want to hook up with you. Sure, That's I understand. Not That's not your thing. Me. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the main things I wanted to cover in terms of pop culture. Well, that's really wild. Hold on. What do you think about Leonardo DiCaprio and Gigi Hadid or whatever? I don't care. I'm not in the. I'm not pretending anymore that Leonardo DiCaprio is remotely good looking. Oh, really? Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> was handsome when he was like 15 in Titanic. Like he was like he had like a young sort of boyish charm. Nowadays, Leonardo DiCaprio looks like he got like run over by a car. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, like, his face fl- is very wide. He's flattened. His head is kind of short, like a melt, like a Hershey kiss that melted in your pocket. <laughs> his body is, he's out of shape. He's yeah. not particularly anything. He, he, to me, is a guy that smells yellow. He, mess- <laughs> he messages models on, on Snapchat. I think he has had so much pussy that his yeah. dick is like numb. I just, I'm not, yeah. I don't think of him as a get in any way. Yeah. He's a really a washed up guy. All that to say, if you started like teaching him yoga and like he was interested in having a threesome, I would be there. Tell me what of time. Of course. Just because I'm sheer curiosity. But I yeah. don't think Leonardo DiCaprio is nearly as good looking as Brad Pitt these days. George Clooney. I mean, Brad Pitt in many ways is like really in a new prime. And for a minute, I didn't think he'd get there. Like he was kind of phasing, fading out of like that hotness. But lately, like the last year or two without Angelina, he is rocking it. He's wearing these like sort of like oversized suits. He has the perfect oversized, oversized suits. <laughs> he has like the perfect hair length. Like I just I think he's, he's st- amazing. He's constantly redefining sexy. 100%. And I'm blown away and by that. How old is she? 
Emily Ratatowski? I don't know. Let's guess she's 29, 30. All right. By the way, I got a message today from a girl I used to hook up with in college. And she said, how are you? I, you know, just thinking about you. And I'm in New York. And I was like, I'm good. What's going on? She goes like, uh, I said, oh, how was your wedding? And she got married. She goes, it was good. And I also have a baby now. And she sent mm-hmm. me pictures of her baby. Wow. And it was like so weird. So just why because, was she reaching out to you? I mean, it's just we talk once every like 10 months maybe. But it was just. Is the, she with a woman? The perfect amount of time. No, she's married to a man. It was the perfect amount of time to go by that like I never even knew she was pregnant. And now she has like an eight month old baby. Yeah. It was just, it's just wild. It was so disorienting. Like, oh my yeah. God, you're a mom. Yeah, it happens it's cra- fast. It's crazy. It happens fast. You should yeah. be pregnant for like three years, I think. Yeah. Like that should be All within year. a year, you become a mom. It's too much. Yeah. It's too fast. Okay. Before we go into the next segment of the podcast. Wait, there was one more couple I just wanted to ask you about. <sighs> I'm so sorry. This is the only guest I'm, that pulls this shit. I'm so sorry. What? But is there another big couple? Who do you want to ask me about? Who is another couple we wanted to talk about? I don't know. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde? No. Okay. We'll come back to it. Okay. I'm going to keep the show moving. So people are curious about this. And if we don't want this segment, we can cut it out. But I'm curious. People want to know what our wedding plans are. Do you want to share where we are at with that? Or do you want to at least share your take on people asking about your wedding plans when you get engaged. Okay. Or do you want to give me green light to just rant on it? I'll talk for a second, then you can go. Okay, go. People are in a rush. People are in a rush. They are in a rush. I feel like so many girls are like, have been waiting for the second for their entire lives. And as soon as someone asks them, they're like, (gasps) fuck, 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 fuck. And they like get it done in like a month. And they're like, isn't that wild? Frazzled and frantic. And they're like, foaming at the mouth. I've been waiting for this moment forever. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know. I don't understand it. I have not been waiting for this moment for my entire life. This is where my life is. It's beautiful opening. It's a commitment. And now let's just take a minute. I totally agree. And my biggest response to the wedding plan comment is, please calm down. I've never been met with more. It reminds me of where are you going to go to college? Senior year of high school. And you get asked that question to the point of delirium and it becomes excruciating to respond to. And it it, it feels like such an aggressive push mm-hmm. that it almost like sucks the life out of it. Yeah. It's it becomes I'm now more repulsive. focused on how to handle that question. Yeah. Than me, actually being excited about being engaged. Me too. I found it to be so suffocating. Yeah. The amount of people who, by the way, this isn't, oh, now that it's been a month, they're asking. Now that it's been two months, immediately, within 12 hours, people are asking, when do you think it'll be? And also, why do they care? These are people why that you, would not, not be invited. invite you. Why are you asking this? Is it small talk? Are they like wanting to be like, oh, Mexico, I love Mexico. Does it light them up in a way that it? it I'm not understanding? I, I don't get it. I don't know. It might just be like a, a natural evolution of a conversation. To Maybe. Be like, oh, did you plan your wedding? My but foot. it's like wiki feet. Stop asking. And stop also asking. slow down people. Slow down people. There's people that got engaged after us who already like have had like 20 bridal showers and like been on 14 bachelorette parties it's for enough. themselves. The and, engagement like, party culture, ugh. the pre-wedding party culture is ridiculous. I mean, don't even, I don't even want to. <laughs> Fuck that. It's so fucking. <laughs> it reminds me of when we were talking to our friend Lauren. You know, Lauren. Our oh, new yeah. our new Lauren. Our new friend Lauren. And, you know, she said, we said we want to do something very unconventional. And she said, well, something very unconventional you could do is not get married. Anyway, 
So we have a few voicemails that I want to get to. I love that you're wearing this whole everything hand me down outfit. Everything we I'm, both wore both the, the whole outfits all day. We our neighbors are moving and they are like leaving a lot of clothes and they let <laughs> us go through all their clothes and pick anything we wanted and we're both wearing stuff from their Nothing closet. Nothing that I'm wearing right now, but earlier today. Oh, earlier today you were. And you're wearing the full outfit. The full outfit. Okay, you guys. I'm going to start with a few voicemails. Here we go. Hi, Allie. I was just listening to your pod from yesterday, the 13th, and you have harassed me enough, so I will call you because my wife and I, well, we fucking love you. And Julian, because she's definitely cast me out. But I am like Julian. My wife is my first experience with a woman, and it's amazing. I resonate with all of your queer and lesbian jokes and... For the record, I am an innie and love you. Julian doesn't know what that is because Julian doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> this is another thing I missed. What this is, is, I do a joke and I've done this joke on the podcast about how belly buttons aren't the only things that are innies and outies. Oh. People also have innie and outie pussies. Oh. You know about that, Jules? What would I be? I'm not going to fucking say what you are on the show. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm not going to tell people what my wife's pussy looks like on this show, you fucking freak. Are you serious? Okay, a picture of Julian's cunt will be on the Patreon because she requested it. What is wrong with you, honey? What does my pussy look like? Describe it for the listeners. God damn, girl. Oh, God. Okay, next. Hi, Allie. I need your help. Basically, why are women so confusing? Is my question, is the answer, is all that infiltrates my mind. And I need you our gay icon to tell me why backstory i just in the last like two years have discovered that i'm bisexual and how the fuck do i tell if a woman is interested me interested in me versus we're just friends and like we're just vibing and we're just you know the girls are being girls i don't know i'm already like touchy friendly loving with my friends that are girls how do I make it different for the girls I want to be more than friends with? Please help. Love you so much. Bye. Okay. First of all, yeah, but- tell the story from the Rosh Hashanah thing the other night. Oh, so we went to a Rosh Hashanah service, Lashana Tova to all my Jews out there. Happy New Year. Let it be a great, abundant, joyful, easeful one. Um, fucking hell, I'm a fucking... Is this something you do on here too? You're like yeah. a spiritual leader I'm now? I'm pretending to. I like just like rip off everything you say. So <laughs> no, we went to the Rosh Hashanah service that are like so Venice. They take place in this like French Jewish couple's backyard in, on Venice Beach. And they set up this little shul and a rabbi was there with the rabbi's wife. And we walk in and the rabbi's wife in a thick Yiddish accent is like, come light a candle, talk about the year you'd like. And Julian says, hi. And, you know, I say hi. And the woman makes a joke. She's like, oh, you two are such close friends. Isn't it so cute? And friends are so close. They think they're one person. And I go, no, no, no. We're 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 partners. We're not friends. And Julian goes, we're lovers. We're we're more than friends. And the rabbi's wife goes, oh, oh God, I get it. And it's like, no, you don't get it. We are <laughs> we're fucking gay. Like we're into each other. We finger each other like this isn't. Anyway, it takes a lot of rounds to really penetrate the information. Yeah, it was um, hilarious. Just the 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 confidence with which she was able to just totally not even let that information in. Yeah. And all that to say, let's go back to the question. It was a funny lesbian moment. Yeah. 
I was that we should have like a word, like a phrase for like these lesbian moments that pop. Like it was like a lesbian light bulb. It was like, oh, lesbian light bulb moment. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that phrase for a minute. Uh-huh. Anyway, it sounds like our listener here. Thank you for calling in and sharing, by the way. And if you don't call on the podcast, shame on you. That's 833-722-5546. 833-722-5546. This is the question. I know I run it like an auction. This is the question. That's the six. <laughs> Again, that number for everyone listening. I, 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 it's, it's, like t- it's tongue in cheek, but I'm also serious. Yeah. But I think this is the question of all questions for queer women, for women that are exploring, for our bisexuals. And it is a question that I've had many times come up Mm -hmm. and it's a question that the answer to it changes. So my instinct, and then we'll hear your read on it, Jules, Mm. is it's not going to always be the same for every person you're talking to. Some, you know, there might be a friend of yours that you're interested in and you get a vibe and you express yourself just by taking a risk. There might be someone else who you feel like saying you're into them would potentially like you'd potentially risk losing the friendship and you instead might have to come out around them or say you're interested in women in order to kind of invite them into sharing something as well. Mm -hmm. So it changes person to person. However, what I would say is if you feel something, if you feel that you like them, it's always worth taking the risk and people that are truly your friend can re. They, they can create space for you to take the risk and clean it up and say, okay, we're, we're just, we're just friends. What does taking the risk look like? Like it could be you saying what you've been thinking about, expressing a fantasy. You can couch the fantasy in something like I had a dream that we hooked up. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. go have drinks with them and, you know, make a move on them. Flirt, Which would be flirt like, with them. What? I don't know. Like if you go for drinks with someone and kiss them, feel it out. No, these are like these are bold kind of ballsy moves, but I'm just saying that it's better in my book to always take the risk and have to clean it up than it is to just sit with the wondering. However, however, my only asterisk is I understand what it feels like when you're close with someone and you really care about the friendship and you start to have feelings and you don't want to lose the friendship. However, your friendship's not going to be sustainable in the same way if you start developing feelings for them. So Either That's way. not true because, uh, sorry, just that last piece because I, I've had friends that I've developed feelings for and... Yeah, and you're still really close. No, <laughs> I guess that's true. But no, they, it did get close again and then for other reasons we... Yeah, but you take the risk and being you friends. clean it up. You don't sit no, with I it. No, I didn't. I sat with it. Who are you talking about? <laughs> I'll bleep out the name. My old, one of my old neighbors, I like suddenly developed a crush on him. And what did you do? Just let it torture you? Yeah, I, tor- I was tortured a and little bit. And you're recommending that to the listeners? I'm just saying that the, the the thing is, it will, it can go back to normal. Sure, but You can why? go from having a crush on them to not. And what was your but, reasoning for not expressing it? Oh, just the same reason. Just shyness or fear. Or, don't live like that. Don't live like that. I'm not so, saying that. I'm just saying it, it can ebb and flow. So like your feelings will probably change at some point. But the, but I think let's tailor the question even more because of course, yes, you can ask this question about straight people as well, but it becomes particularly tough to navigate when you're living a queer life. When you're friends with a girl and she's friends with you in most examples and you're girlfriends, but you want it to be more, right? That's tough. That's really difficult. What would you say? I would say, yeah, you, you have to, it's a risk. Like just with anyone, just making a move a move or like a gesture towards creating more with anyone is inherently 
risky because there's a fear of rejection and there's a fear that they're like freaked out. Yeah. Um, but if your friendship's worth it, it'll be resilient enough. And I'll give a few fast tips yeah. that won't work for everyone. Yeah. That I'm, these are these are generalizations. They won't work for everyone, but feel free to give them a shot. So I think a few things. I think when you talk about, when someone talks about, and this is from my experience, I'll just say when I've talked about, exploring my sexuality with confidence, it really like opens people up to the idea of exploring as well. But when you kind of like dance around it or sound really hesitant or nervous, which whatever, you can definitely be all of those things. I have, everyone has. It creates more of a distance between you, between them and like, does this make sense? Like if I'm like, I'm so into women lately. I really want to sleep with a woman. I'm interested in it. Your friends kind of listen to you with an excitement as opposed to you saying, I really want to be honest with you. When you kind of make it like a cautious, dangerous conversation, it doesn't put them in a position where they feel like, ooh, I'm kind of excited too. Like you could really open up something in someone else when you kind of have enthusiasm. Confidence. Confidence, confidence. It's confidence. Confidence. I have to tell you, every time I confidently talk about exploring my sexuality, straight women everywhere spread their legs. It's true. It's true. Confidence. Confidence. When you're confident, here are a few things you could do. Number one thing I do on dates is you get drinks with the girl and if the girl's wearing rings. Oh, you did this to me. Do you want to act it out? Yeah, just be like, you'll be, be like, wow, this <laughs> this ring is so cool. Like, where is it from? I love it. And then like fake, do a fake palm read. That's hilarious. And you get to touch them and just be like, oh, look, your love line says I'm going to fuck you later. No, don't actually do that. But, you know, you get to do anything like that. And then when you're done with the palm read, if they're feeling it, if they're lingering, you get to kind of. I wonder if we put this on OnlyFans, if we'd get a lot of hits. Feels good. So just like do a little hand touch. You know, girls love a hand touch. Give them a little, let me massage your hand, whatever. They fucking love Mm. that shit. Okay, so do that. That's very good. Here's another thing. You know, see what happens if you bring up other people in front of them. Like stoke a little fire. That worked for me too. Stoke a little fire. Be like, you know, there's this girl. She really likes me. But like, I always make up shit like that. That works pretty well. And, you know, take charge. Buy her a drink. Take some initiative. See, yeah. what, see what it does. Maybe this is not your thing, but that's my best advice. Make lots of eye contact and also cross your fingers for good luck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last voicemail of the pod. Here we go. Hi, Allie. This is Britt from Oklahoma. I am a straight married mom of two that listens. I just think it's fucking hilarious. And I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm attracted to you. I don't know. But I love the show. I've never called in before. You're probably not going to talk about this again, but I just had to chime in. As a straight woman, I have never understood the obsession that women have with Adam Levine. What you said about him being a little hospital worker wearing the blue scrubs with the white long sleeve shirt underneath is just so, I mean, (laughs) it's so dead on. Like, he's like, the lab worker and like the douchey guy that's kind of like flirty but an asshole but really he's just yeah. a big fucking like should nerd not have the confidence he's not asshole. cute he's just pathetic gross i'm i don't get it there's there's a lot of men out there that i don't understand yeah adam the rock star it doesn't make sense but anyway love the show love what you're doing okay bye Thank you, doll. Lesbian light bulb moment. Maybe she's attracted to me. Mm-hmm. All those mother mothers out there, those straight married mothers, send in. Tell me your mother, your mother moment where you realized, I think I'm attracted to this lesbian <laughs> podcaster. 
you know, Adam Levine just in that moment is just kind of reminded me of the way you're attracted to Justin Timberlake. Why? Like, because it's like, oh, you're attracted to like this gay piano player. <laughs> <laughs> like Justin Timberlake to me. They're so not but the same. Justin Timberlake to me. And this is look, look, I know many women like Justin Timberlake. I find Justin Timberlake to be effeminate. Is that a prerogative? Pejorative? Sorry. Is that a pejorative? Is that an insult to say effeminate? No, he is like he's I, on the verge of like he might he could be gay. Yeah, but that's like offensive to say, I think. I don't think so. I think probably a lot of people have thought that. Like I find Justin Timberlake to be more of a lesbian. He's effeminate. A little bit. But he's also pretty mass. He's like, I was explaining to Ali that he's like, what I find attracted about him, attractive about, about, him about him is that he's really good at all sports. What? That he's is very, the weirdest thing. How the fuck do you know about Justin Timberlake? Because you sports? see, it's like he won this like golf tournament. He's amazing at basketball. Like he's just. What do you mean he's amazing good at basketball? Sports. Are you yes. in sixth grade? No, I I think you're like he's so good. No, at, I find during, that attractive during the high school sports games. <laughs> I find that attractive. Oh, really? He could always slam dunks. <laughs> okay, so what are you looking at? I'm looking at is effeminate a slur? Oh, I don't think it's a slur, but I guess it could be taken as rude. Okay, I it's whatever. You it's don't get rude. it. Like people get canceled all the time. Like I can I should be apologizing left and right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm sorry. I think Justin Timberlake's <laughs> feminine. I'm sorry. Please don't cancel me. I think he's a feminine guy and I'm a masculine woman. So whatever. Whatever. Anyway, Justin Timberlake's good at basketball. That's he's why good you at like basketball. Grow up. He's, good at, he's good at sports. He's athletic. He's very smart. Very smart. I actually don't know that he's very smart, he's but he's smart. quick yeah, minded. He's, he's an quick, incredible How do you dancer. know he's quick minded? Seen him on an interview. You can tell by his sense of humor. Oh, he's got great comedic timing. Hi, I'm Justin. <laughs> and amazing voice amazing voice i think i a, mean yeah what more do you need yeah okay so i by the way i'm really appreciating everyone who's calling in everyone who's emailing in it really means a lot to me someone wrote to me saying where do you comment on apple music you guys it's on apple podcasts so it's a podcast app that's on your iphone it's native to your iphone or you can download it <laughs> you scroll all the way down and then you hit five stars and then you leave a comment. People have been liking because our likes have been going up, but I'm going to need you to keep liking. I need to hit a thousand likes. That's like what it takes to be anything in this town. So <laughs> like it, comment it, keep emailing the Ali Colbert show at gmail.com. It's been really wonderful being on the podcast with my wife. I feel like I'm reading from a teleprompter and you have a gun to my head. It's been Why? wonderful being on the podcast with my wife. Everything she says is gold. <laughs> I am so thrilled to be sitting here. It is so hot in here. The last it's thing so I want to say is that. Oh, our plans tonight. You ought to know why I'm here. Does she go down on you and I said her? Does she speak a lot? All right, tonight? everyone's turning and off their podcast now. We're going to see you. Oh, oh, really excellent mother. I love Alanis Morissette. We're going to see Jagged Little Pill tonight. I'm very Ooh. fucking excited. Yeah. Those tickets are from Granted. Thank you. Granted, that's a free shout out. They're not paying me for that podcast shout out. But I did want to say that there's one show that's back and it's called The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Bitches. It's fucking back. June Osborne is going to get fucking nasty in Gilead. She's going to do some <laughs> sick little dirty things to get Hannah back. Why is Hannah in purple? We're about to go crazy in Gilead. <laughs> <laughs> Mayday, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Gilead. It's in Gilead. It's about to go crazy in Gilead. 
Fucking Serena, you dumb fucking twat. What? Serena Waterford. What's her name? Yeah, Serena. Yeah, she's like, okay, Gilead's my home. They're like, cunt, we're about to fuck you up. Yeah. What a stupid bitch. I really do think that Mrs. Waterford is like your like inbred cousin. Thank you. She looks like she's Australian. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. She anyway. Maybe I'll be her for Halloween. Wait, wait, what are we gonna be for Halloween? You should be her and I should be the corpse of Fred. Wait, you should be her and I could be June. A child. No, I'll be June. You'll be the child. I'll be June. I can't be Hannah and go in blackface. What? <laughs> <laughs> that child. Uh-huh. Any child. What? Who? A handmade child. I don't want to be a, a Gilead, handmade child. A Gilead child. You're Serena Waterford and I'm a fucking local kid. <laughs> what? Oh no, please. Can you be the lady? What? Lady. The crazy one. The nurse people. Oh, Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia. Yeah, we should. You have to be Aunt Lydia. No, that's so mean that I would be Aunt Lydia and you'd be Mrs. Waterford. I want to be. Who do you want to be? I guess I'd be Aunt Lydia. That'd be pretty fun. And I would like walk like hobble around. Yeah. I could be the patch girl. The eye patch girl. Oh, that would be good. (laughs) Angela. It's me, Angela. Angela. Don't you miss mommy? Yes. That's who you're going to be. And I'll be Miss Waterford. That's hilarious. We hook up. That'd be like some serious fan fiction. Yeah. You're looking at me like we don't hook up. Well, no, no. Welcome no, to my thought, life. I know. I thought that you were this saying that they still trying to get they hooked to hook up, up in the movie. What? And I was like, they don't hook up. Oh my god, Snoo! Our dog is stretching out like a motherfucker. I think it's time to end. Okay, the show's over. We love you. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.